And now, live from StarWorldWideNetworks.com, welcome to Marketing Money Mindset, bringing you interesting true stories on how clever marketing ideas create money opportunities with a conscious mindset producing impact and success. Together, lover of marketing Elisa Sparks Lane from the Ellen Sparks Agency and certified professional photographer and official photographer of the Phoenix Open, Everardo Kimi, share their experiences on how success is so much more than creating cash flow. True success comes when you nurture your business, body, and brain in order to get the most out of your business and in life. Join the dynamic duo on our journey to success. Ready? Set. Listen. Good morning. How's it going, Ed? Going very well. What's happening? You're going to co-host with me today. It, huh? it looks that way. I Where, know. Where's our boy? I think he's rescuing some grapes or something. Oh, uh, you stole my line. I know. <laughs> he totally stole my line. <laughs> how you been? <laughs> I've been great. Yeah? How, are, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How's your show going? Very good, actually. We'll be doing one right after your show. Nice. So, Is anyone popular coming up? Uh, we're actually going to... I'm going to interview Chris. Uh, about his documentary for We Are the World. Is it complete yet? I, I don't think like so. I don't think so because uh, he's got several people still lined up to interview. Uh, Huey Lewis. Uh, I think he's still got to do Kenny Rogers. Oh, I love Kenny. That... I actually hung out with him a couple of years ago for Halloween. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, how hung cool out was that? into Blue Martini. I think he was an, a devil or something. It was actually pretty fun. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. It was a good night. I'm looking forward to the Huey Lewis. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Big fan? I am. Awesome. I'm a total fanboy. Yeah. I don't get starstruck anymore because I've met so many celebrities. Well, and you're like a celebrity. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. You say that. A quick story. So uh, the executive producer here, Rob Trigg, who is the voice when you hear your show start, uh, he's going to his high school reunion uh, next week. Okay. And uh, he asked me, did I go to mine? And my 25th was last year. And I was asked to speak at it. And I'm like... Why? You know, I was like a C to B student. I was nobody, you know, I, I didn't, I was not a big high school kind of guy, right? And I said, so why are you asking me to speak? And I said, well, you're the only buddy, the only person that became anything. Oh. And I'm like, oh, well. Wait, where'd you go to school? Uh, back to Chicago. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, ended up being where the person putting it together became very seriously ill. She almost passed away. Oh. So we canceled the reunion. So we'll probably have in a couple of years or something. Wow. So you say that and it's like, I'm not a celebrity by any means. Sometimes you are. You don't even know it. Oh, shucks. Make a difference for people. I got to tell you something, though. Mm-hmm. I have so enjoyed producing this show. Thank you. I really have. And I don't produce a lot of the shows here on the network. I have like just a few. And uh, now that we have restaffed and we have plenty of people... This is one of the shows I wouldn't give up. Ah, I yeah. love hearing that. I do. And it makes lo- such a difference to have you here. Like I, you're always ready to go. You like back up when we have Everdardo, <laughs> wherever he is right now. I am so going to give him crap. Oh, my God. I can't <laughs> wait. I cannot wait. Yeah. And it's funny because Red's been such a great backup. Yeah. She's been a blast. And uh, it's just fun to have a show that's actually giving some useful information out, some great people, connecting people. And I've mean, connected, I I, I, because of you, I have my show, my co-host. I, I mean, it's great. It's awesome. And today we have Shasta. Actually, she's working with Ken Edwins, who's on one of our sponsors. Um, he's with Ken Edwins Associates and Financial Advisors, practice with the Ameriprise. And uh, we actually met um, probably about a week or two ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, the subject came on about philanthropy. And I was just like, that is going to be the next show. So the art yeah. of giving. And uh, Thanksgiving's coming up soon. It's actually just... I mean, I think Canada just had Thanksgiving, which they have yeah. it on a Monday. I didn't even know that. Well, they probably look at us and go, they have it on a Thursday. I know. Well, it was funny because <laughs> I was talking to someone from Canada, and they were like, yeah, why do you do it on Thursday? I'm like, because we take Friday off. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they have usually on Monday. And I guess that's a recovery day, but my friends were having the celebration on, on Monday. So yesterday they were having a great time. And um, we're actually live now. You should show oh, Ed wow. as well and have a fun show here. But, um, okay, so Shasta, you have events coming up. You have the philanthropy bug. You're a mom. You're in the financial world. You know, give us a little bit more of why you got into this and what's, you know, what's making a difference in the world right now for you. Well, um, I actually started off in insurance, believe it or not. And um, it's actually been just a natural progression. Um, When I first got out of high school, I went to uh, Merritt College. 
changed a couple of times now. I think it's Kaplan College. Right. But um, I got my um, certification in medical administrative insurance specialist. So I was doing prior authorizations and referrals. And um, then I got into auto and home insurance. And then I like auto and home. <laughs> that's mandatory. Everybody needs yeah. to have auto and yeah. home insurance. That's probably why I like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then um, I met someone, a securities lawyer, and I had just graduated with my psychology degree. And um, I was just talking with him about, you know, some of my aspirations. And he thought that I would be good in financial services. I never thought about it. I never considered it. I didn't even think it was like in the alignment in my past. And um, I've been in the business for three years now. And so I got real proficient in life insurance education because I started to understand the need and the reason why life insurance was so important. And then uh, now I'm working on getting my Series 7 and 66 license to be an investment advisor. Look That's at pretty you. serious. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So how much studying are you going to be doing these a days? Lot. <laughs> a lot. That's of studying. That's so far above yeah, my pay Yeah, it's a lot of studying. <laughs> it's a lot. But, but I like it. You know, and it's funny because you said life insurance. And I remember that being such a heavy subject for most people. Like, you really have to talk about things that people don't want to discover. Yeah, they're just like, uh. so I try to make it fun, right? Because we should be excited about our future. <laughs> and, you know, we all know that it's, you know, a part of life. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if we don't know, if we're acting like we can, it doesn't exist, then we're living in delusion. You know, and so trying to make it exciting because I think that we should be excited to prepare for our future and for our children's future. So I really just been trying to, you know, bring life insurance down to, you know, common level because it's something that we all should have. We're all living life. And um, even if we don't have kids, you know, there's some people who want to give back and that's a way to give back through life insurance. And, um, you know, just not to be a burden on anyone, you know, essentially. How do you start it to be something fun? Because, I mean, it's something that's so, like, heavy. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, for me, um, I think... People don't understand life insurance, first of all. You know, they look at it as death insurance, right? They're Mm -hmm. just like, it's going to be there just for after I die. Like, who cares about that? Like, I'm not going to be here. I don't want to worry about it. But um, there's actually some great components to life insurance for people who are alive. And so trying to bring that education out to the forefront so people can understand that this is something that we need, you know, while we're alive as well. It's not just for when we pass away for our loved ones. Mm. So So when the education comes, you have that is it like usually a family affair or is it just something usually like the dad or the mom or is it a single family? Like, how do you really do that so that it's actually incorporating all the thoughts? So now, I mean, since I've been in the industry, it's just like one of my topics of conversation. I'm always just talking about it. You know, I just bring it up and people are like, oh, my God, <laughs> did you just ask me if I have life insurance? And I'm just like, well, yeah, you know, you have kids or you're married and. You know, um, people think that you can wait for life insurance and you really can't wait. You know, there's you have to get it as soon as you can. And so the people who want life insurance are the people who can't get life insurance. (laughs) You know, those are the people that are calling like I need to get life insurance Mm -hmm. and they have some medical condition or they have something in their background where they cannot get life insurance any longer. And so it's trying to get people to understand there's no reason to wait. It gets more expensive as we get older and if we come up with any type of disabilitating disease or illness, you can't get insured. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you might as well just lock it in and get it while you can. So it's being prepared ahead of time. So do you find that families like children's will do it? The father, everyone in the family will do it. And, and obviously the younger you are, the healthier you are, the cheaper it's going to be. So might as right. well get it at that time. Yeah. So a lot of people, um, you know, they, do, they kind of feel like it's like taboo to talk about putting life insurance on their children. Right. You know, they're just like, oh, I don't want to think about having to put life insurance on my children. I'm just like, just think about it. It's a newborn baby. You can get like a million dollars worth of coverage for like $400 a year, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and you might as well just go ahead and get it. And it's locked in forever at that rate. And that's something that you can hand over to your child when they turn 25 of age and they can begin to manage it from there. So it's just education at this point. You know, people don't understand how it works. Um, they're not thinking about it because they think they have time. And it's just kind of bringing it down to their level of understanding. It's an emotional buy. You know, for me, being in the business, I kind of see it as logical because I'm very caring and I want to leave a legacy for my kids. But um, it is an emotional buy for most people. You know, they have to have their heartstrings tugged on to really just pull the trigger, mm-hmm. you know, to get it going. I've got to tell you that uh, from, speaking from experience, uh, I, I've experienced the death of a child. And so when my next child was born, we immediately, I got life insurance on that child and all our kids have it now mm-hmm. but i remember telling uh my friend about it he he was just blown away like 
well, that seems kind of selfish. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. Mm-hmm. The expense I went through, first of all, when my child passed away. I mean, I'm not talking about the emotional stuff, but just the, the financial burden right. was huge. And if I would have had life insurance, you know, and it was, I realized that when uh, my grandmother passed away and she had her life insurance, it was so easy. All I did was turn in all the stuff and it was all paid. I didn't do anything. They took everything out of the life insurance. It was all done. It was all said. And it was so simple. And it was very low cost, for, especially for the kids. That's right. That's right. It's almost like a peace of mind. It, it is. It really it's is. It's exactly a peace of mind. I mean, my whole thing is why leave a negative impression when you can leave a positive impact mm-hmm. you know, on your family? There's you almost know? a sense of responsibility. I mean, it's almost like having car insurance. And not to, I mean, it's not even close emotionally, but it's, it's this, you know, Cover yourself, be responsible, and yeah. not have yourself like, oh, what just happened? Right. And, and if, you know, if something happened to me and I didn't have life insurance, what is my wife and kids, you know, she's got a good job, yeah, but I mean, the, the expense of one, the initial cost right. of having to throw me in a box and all that good <laughs> stuff, and then losing my income. That's right. That's the other part. That's the main <laughs> part. That is. What would she do? We have a house. We have cars. We have all this stuff we're saving for college. That's right. It would all be gone That's if right. I didn't have my life insurance. That's right. So Not to mention the emotional that. state that you're in usually. It's yeah. just like mm-hmm. you may have a job, but you may not be present. And people don't understand. I, I in my firm belief, that people understand how easy it is. And most insurance companies, they help you. When somebody passes and there's life insurance involved and there's all these costs, somebody talks with you. Somebody helps you. They, most of them just take care of it for you. That's right. Send me the bill. Mm-hmm. Send me this. Send me that. I, I've got it. Boom, and it's done. Wow. Yeah. And it, it's amazing. And, and so many people don't get that. They don't. They don't. I just don't think they want to think about it. Yeah. You know, and even people who are like, I want to do it, they drag their feet through the process, you know, and it's just kind of like, come on, let's dot these I's and cross these T's so that we mm-hmm. don't have to worry about it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I've heard so many stories of people in the process of getting life insurance and then they pass away. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just like, God, you know, like if they could have just acted sooner, because they do give you conditional insurance while you're going through the process. And a lot of people don't know that as well. You know, you're still covered, essentially, while you're getting approved for life insurance. Yeah. I think um, it's interesting with the millennials now. Like, they're so moment to moment. Mm-hmm. Is it something that's, I mean, are you getting more involved with the millennials right now and kind of talking about yeah. what's the future so for I them? So I feel like I'm like, you know, the crusader, right? Because I'm in the business. I'm seeing people who have life insurance through their job. Right. That's everybody's rebuttal. I got it through my employer like I'm good. (laughs) And it's like they don't understand that when they leave that employer, they no longer have insurance. And if you wait till you're 65, well, people don't really do the 40, 40, 40 anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, but if you wait till you're 65 and try to get insurance, you may be uninsurable. And we know that rate is going to be extremely expensive for the coverage that you may need. So I'm bringing the information back to the millennials like, hey, you guys, this is what's going on. And we need to take action and get prepared because we don't want to be, you know, in a messed up situation when we get older, when we could have rectified the situation as we were younger. Well, also self-employed. I mean, that's a whole new different game, too. Right. It really is. You don't even have the option. You just brought something up, too, is uh, the huge chunk of uh, my family's life insurance policy is through my wife's work Mm -hmm. because she works for an airline. Mm Mm-hmm. But we also have other life insurance through uh, our, our separate insurance company, mm-hmm. just for that fact. Right. Uh, she's been there a long time, and she plans on retiring. Once she retires, we get it forever. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you never know. I and mean, she could, she, she could get laid off tomorrow That's and we right. not see it. That's right. So That's right. And so for entrepreneurs, because I'm an entrepreneur, obviously, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, you guys, you guys are entrepreneurs because you want to create something different for your family. You want them to have a better life. Don't you want them to still have that whether you're here or not? What if you don't make it? You know, what if you don't make it to that level that you're trying to get to? Don't you still want them to be able to have the life that you were trying to provide them? Mm-hmm. And I understand they think it's an expense. And, I'm, you know, this article was great. We can talk about it. But trying to get people to understand, like, what investments are and what an asset is. Because life insurance is essentially an asset. Mm-hmm. It's not an expense. You know, and just trying to get people's mindset to change around how they view life insurance. 
And the article you're talking about is if you want to feel better, try spending your money on this. And it actually goes over a couple of different things, but we actually shared it a couple of weeks ago. It's from the Wall Street Journal. And um, what did you take from it? Because it was actually something I sent to Ken Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. obviously he sent it over to you. Mm -hmm. But it was definitely something like I want to cover this and definitely also the piece about giving too, where it's um, I think one of the components that we forget in addition to, you know, being responsible is also to give back. And this is a piece that gives back. That's right. Um, it's, it's creating a legacy. It's creating um, a sense of peace of mind. And it's definitely something that if we don't think of ahead of time, mm-hmm. we'll be in some situations. <laughs> yeah, generational wealth. That's like the key word these days, right? And so for me, that the article spoke directly to me because as an entrepreneur, my time is precious. And um I'm always thinking about how can I alleviate the things that I don't want to do so I can have more time doing the things that I do want to do. So I was like, oh, yeah, I want to pay for a house cleaner. I want to pay for, you know, a a personal assistant to do all those tedious tasks that take up the time that don't make me money. Because as an entrepreneur, that's pretty much how we look at time. You know, what's going to generate us the most income, Mm -hmm. you know, are the most, um, we call it uh, revenue generating activities, Right. you know, um, to you know, sustain or whatnot. So I pretty much was in alignment with the article. Like, I definitely agree that I would be happier if I was able to spend my money on things that alleviated my time. There was another article that we shared just this morning. It was actually on the Ken Edwins, Ken Edwins and Associates, Financial Associates um, page a couple of weeks ago, but it talks about prioritizing your time. And mm-hmm. I think that's like the key as well. And they mentioned a new app that I was just really interested in because um, I love... Um, blocking my time and it's called desk time Mm -hmm. and I thought it was such a great thing where it talked about 52 minutes of work and then 17 minutes of off or I think it was 18 minutes of off but um, how important it is to have that balance of both Mm -hmm. where you're actually giving yourself back energy in order to actually do the work that you need to do that's right and I think we forget that and also I think it's like not having these things in place actually drains you more Mm -hmm. than having them in place where you have the sense of creativity that shows up because you have that space to actually create from. Right. So how do you, what do you do in your time off? Or I know you have kids as well. Mm -hmm. Like, is that Mm -hmm. something that you've taught them to do as well? And is, and is Ken good at that too? Like, I'm going to call out Ken on this one. (laughs) Is Ken good at the time management? (laughs) I'm going to call him right now. Um, Is Ken good about that time too? Yeah, I think um, as an entrepreneur, that's what we struggle with the most is like trying to figure out the balance of time, you know, because when you're coming out of school and you're going into the workforce, they kind of, you know, give you a time schedule already. It's already laid out for you. So you know that you have to be here and you have to do this for eight hours and you got to do this. And when you become an entrepreneur, it's like you have to find those systems Mm -hmm. that are going to basically help you um, get into alignment with your income goals and, you know, the things that you want to be able to achieve. And so I've been on this path for the last three years, and I can definitely say, like, it shook me up. Like, I had to change my whole conversations. You know, people call you and say, what are you doing? And it's like, you can't say I'm not doing anything. I'm <laughs> you watching, know, you yeah. can't say, I'm oh, watching I'm videos not, on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing nothing, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, no, I'm doing things, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm setting appointments. I'm, you know, whatever it is. Like, I had to get into the um, routine of basically saying that I'm doing things. Mm-hmm. And then it started to manifest. I was setting appointments. I was going out on appointments. I was doing things, researching and all that type of stuff. And so um, just really honing in on, okay, what do I need to do from this time to this time? I'm not a morning person, but I'm trying to get better at it. But, <laughs> you know, well, it's funny how early. you say morning time, because that's like the number one thing, like people getting up early when mm-hmm. there's not too many people awake, mm-hmm. just get getting your stuff up. done. That's oh, right. even planning your day. Like that was like the big one in today's article mm-hmm. where it was just like plan ahead. If you're not making a plan, yeah, you're just letting the day manage you. You say if you don't plan, plan to fail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fail to plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, you know, really get into the mindset of looking at quarters, you know, okay, the first quarter's coming up. What am I going to do in these first 90 days and projecting and really just laying out a true foundation of how am I going to get to where I want to be? You know, I think a lot of times a lot of people don't um, feel fulfilled is because they don't have goals, you know, and I think entrepreneurship puts you in alignment where you have to have real goals. It's mm-hmm. not like, oh, I just want to take a vacation. No, <laughs> I'm just planning. A goal. A goal. <laughs> I don't want to take a vacation. I'm just planning for those next two weeks that I can mm-hmm. get off. You know, like you really have to have like goals where you're trying to get to so that once you crush those goals, you have new goals mm-hmm. and, you know, a renewed mindset of where you want to go next. Mm. We're going to take a break here, but I definitely want to come back to distractions because I think that's one of my my things. 
like being distracted, the phone, the t- you know, like everything's just calling for attention. Even yeah. the kids sometimes, yeah. like have I spent enough time with the kids? And it's not only like have I, but it's in my head distraction. Mm-hmm. Like there's that mommy guilt. Yeah. I don't know if you go through it. I do. But I definitely want to talk about kids, family, and come back to distractions. We'll be yeah. right back after the break. Thank you. Are you looking to discover your greatest gifts and your truest purpose in life? Take a walk on the fearless side with the adventures of Julie Jones. Step into your life with passion and power. Call and schedule a 30-minute call today and create the adventure you've been looking for. Adventures of Julie Jones is a life worth living. 480-570-7382. That's 480-570-7382. Looking for your next event photographer? Everardo Kimi Photography is here to help. Everardo is the official photographer of the Waste Management Phoenix Open, an event that hosts over one million people, so you can trust him with your event. You deserve a photographer that is professional, experienced, and skilled. You deserve Everardo Kimi Photography. Contact Everardo at everardokimi.com or 480-382-7226 to make your next event picture perfect. Ever get lost in conversation or tuned out during a boring presentation or meeting? Who hasn't? Frame the Message, Inc. is here to rid the world of tired and disengaged audiences and bring joy back into learning. In today's world, visuals are the hook that draws in learners, so why not use them to amplify your message? Engage and empower your audience to take action through the inspiring art of visuals. Frame the Message, Inc. provides live graphic recording services to help you ink your think. To find out how you can spruce up your next presentation, visit FrameTheMessageInc.com. That's FrameTheMessageInc.com. Are you ready for swimsuit season? Let's face it, we all have those pesky areas that are stubborn to diet and exercise. We have just the solution for you. Introducing the FDA-approved Ultra Shape Power for powerful fat burning. The Ultra Shape Power is body contouring at its best at 32% fat reduction. The strongest and most effective body contouring device on the market. Painless, no downtime, and you can see the results in as little as two weeks. Call LifeScape Premier to schedule your free consultation with Noelle, their very own certified laser specialist and national trainer. Call 480-860-5500 or visit www.lifescapepremier.com to learn more. Welcome back to Marketing Money Mindset. The place where clever marketing, creating money, and the conscious mindset intersect. With your hosts, Elisa Sparks Lane and Everardo Kimi. Hey, welcome back. We're talking to Shasta. Okay, so one of my crazy moments is distractions, and I and they're all over, like phone, social media. Um, I I also gave up TV um, beginning of this year, so that's not really around, except if we're talking about some of the shows that I like watching. <laughs> Side the point. Um, but I mean, how do you stay current, you know, family time, work time, you know, meeting time. That's even one of mine because we'll have meetings and then something happens or someone walks in the next thing we know, we're totally off the agenda. So what keeps you moving forward? And I know Ed was talking about something to squirrel. Yep. (laughs) Yep. That's me. Whoop. Well, um, I got into entrepreneurship because I wanted freedom, you know, and I wanted to be able to, um, do time my way. And so I have two boys, uh, Zarek and Trayson. They're seven and eight years old, and they're pretty much the reason why I do what I do. And so um, around my boys, everything is based around them and what I can do for them, obviously. You know, I still schedule my work schedule as a work week, mm-hmm. nine to six, you know, because I have to get my kids in the evening and things like that. And I just made a conscious decision, you know, when I wanted to take my business seriously that I wasn't going to take away from them 
to do things that are not going to bring things back, right. you know, to my household or whatnot. So I really don't do things that are not going to enhance us, you know. Like, I'm really conscious about that. I don't want to take away time from them just to hang out. Gotcha. Hang out days are over, yeah. you know, until I get to where I want to be and I can relax. <laughs> <laughs> and I can relax and it's not a big deal for me to do those things because I'm spending more time with my kids, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, it was a conscious decision for me. And I do get distracted. And when you said phone, I was like, oh, yeah, I do be on my phone a lot. Uh. You know? <laughs> I've actually gone as far as to do timed, like, time out from the phone. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'll do, like, 25 minutes of just focus work time. Yeah. And it's amazing how much you can get done in 25 minutes when you really work it. That's true. Um, and then, you know, like, my timer goes off. And then I have, like, five minutes off or run around, do whatever I need to do, and then come back to it. But it's amazing when you have that kind of system in place that you actually do get a lot done. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's phone calls or just being really aware of where you're spending your time, like what's worth it. That's right. And um, it, it's tough because I think with so many distractions and we have so much fun stuff that we could be doing. Like mm. it's just one of those things. It's just like, ah, I want to go play. You had a guest on uh, not too long ago talked about that certain times of the day they shut their phone off just for family time. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing that. Yeah, I took that advice and for the past two weeks... Uh, I start off with just one day. It's uh, Sundays after like two o'clock. Mm-hmm. I just put my phone on Do Not Disturb, and I don't look at it again for hours. Mm-hmm. I, I just do whatever. Mm-hmm. I take my Apple Watch off and I, <laughs> I, I put it Disconnect. to the side. I do. Mm-hmm. I unplug completely, mm-hmm. and it is liberating. I love how you said the watch because that is like such an amazing thing. Like it's meant to give us more of a work ethic, mm-hmm. but it just does not give us a life. It doesn't. Like it soaks us up. Like we're always like, what's what am I missing? What mm-hmm. am I, you know, what's on social? What's on oh it's Yeah. Yeah. It's I ha- I had that constant. problem with socials for a while where I was constantly, you know, what's going on with it? What's going on with it? And I've I've gotten myself off of that mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And the trick is is not to post as much. <laughs> That's what it <laughs> you is. Check. You don't get the times. <laughs> there you go. So if That's you true. you know you post you know, if you're if you're running a business page, you post stuff relevant to your business. If it's your personal page and, you, you know, somebody's going on, you know, with something in their life and you want to check up, that's fine. But my personal page, I just post funny stuff and, you know, just mm-hmm. things to make people smile. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. post any of the, the drama <laughs> and all that good stuff. What? And then I concentrate <laughs> on my business pages. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a constant thing, but it's necessary to do it, too. So it there's is. that, you know, possibly that could be something that's given to an, you know, associates or, you know, like mm-hmm. just the staff and yeah. just kind of create momentum for it because it's become the new TV. Mm-hmm. It's become yeah. the, you know, like what's happening. Like it's where I found out about news. It's where I find out about what's happening with friends. It is where and I find out about news. Yeah, <laughs> it totally is. People post everything. You're like, oh, that's what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And your kids now. So you're. Um, you have a seven and an eight year old. Have mm-hmm. they started with the social media world? And they they're on YouTube all the time. Uh, they're YouTubing, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you watching? <laughs> yeah. And you know, they're they're not they're pretty good kids. They watch uh you know the gaming shows. There's people that it's called Gaming with Kev. So yeah. he's like he's a gamer. Oh, you know my my son, he's 14. He watches that. Yeah, yeah, they're gamers, and basically they're just talking throughout the game. You yeah. know what I mean? And they, they love it. They you record know? what they're video gaming mm-hmm. and then post it on YouTube. It's this commentary. And, yeah, that's exactly what <laughs> wow. it is. And it's amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. I remember back uh, two years ago, it was more or less you get caught into a YouTube vortex where you watch something and it just triggers something. And you, next thing you know, four hours. Hours on YouTube. That is what so has, true. What just happened? So but true. now I see that with my kids, mm-hmm. especially my four and a half year old. I had to take her tablet away. Four and a half? Four and a half, and I put on the YouTube Kids app, and she got hooked on this thing called Ryan's Toys Review. (laughs) Seriously. And it's this kid who his parents worked out a deal with these toy companies, and they filmed their kid playing with these toys. They get paid to do it, and these kids are obsessed with it. It's crazy. Absolutely obsessed. So now she gets, you know, uh, a certain allotted time to watch kids' YouTube and a lot of that you've even got to go through and make sure that they're watching mm. they're stuff right. Cause, yeah, because I've got it. <laughs> I've got it locked down mm-hmm. because I couldn't believe some of the stuff she was watching. So but do she, you find that she's now being marketed to and like now wants certain things that aren't yes, typically out on the mainstream? Sort of because it, the, the account runs through my Google account. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I get marketed she, to. 
basically of the toys that she's the videos she's watched it's more than once. Isn't it? Oh, it's mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Marketing but, has taken such a shift these days. Like uh, it's where your attention is will be what you need to buy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. the upcoming, it's like where you find out about the next phone, it's where you it find is. out about what the new toy is and with the holidays coming up. I mean, that's where kids are. They're brilliant. YouTube is like this amazing platform. Like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. Like people aren't spending money on commercials anymore. What for? Yeah. Why? Yeah, why? Mm-hmm. Right. Trust your, the, trust your, are. yeah, trust your radio. I mean, they're you were used to spend five hundred dollars on a thirty second commercial. You know, you're lucky if you're getting a portion of that mm-hmm. at this point, mm-hmm. just because they're going to spend their money on uh, creative ads on Facebook and Google and yeah. I looked up something for uh, my car about two weeks ago. I can't get rid of the stupid car ads now. <laughs> You know, <laughs> they're just attached to oh, you now. Oh man, yeah, it's crazy. It's a te- it's the attention. It is the attention. Yeah, and that that marketing right now has got like sticky little legs to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's great, mm-hmm. but it can benefit the entrepreneur too. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think if used correctly, I think there's definitely some momentum. I still will always be grassroots marketing, though. I think there's something so genuine about finding out about things from other people. Mm-hmm. It's such a wonderful thing to know the person that you're actually working with, especially mm-hmm. in your industry. There's mm-hmm. something so genuine about getting that. to know. I mean, Ken's awesome. I am a client. Mm-hmm. I love him. I love working with him. I think it's fantastic to know where he comes from mm-hmm. and what his background what is. Are. And yeah, and like knowing that he's got my back when mm-hmm. it comes to certain things. Mm-hmm. And like even he, like he's called me about certain things and I'm like, can I trust you? Do what you need to do. Right. And it's such right. a great feeling because I know he has my back. And so when we talk about that, because I mean, the industry has changed so much. You know, now people can, you know, go to Vanguard or go to Charles Schwab. And, you mm-hmm. know, you don't really get that face-to-face interaction like oh. you used to really get. You know, now you're just talking to somebody on the phone and you might get another person the next time. And that's why I really like working with Ameriprise Financial. I'm such a relationship builder and a people person that I really want to be able to connect. And let people know that I genuinely care about them. You know, if we're going to be managing their money or I'm educating about life insurance, I don't want them to feel like they're just another number in the queue. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I really want them to, I want to understand what their needs are and what their wants are for their family and their goals so that we can really give them something that's going to be beneficial for them. It's not a one size fits all in any investment strategy or life insurance policy. And people don't understand that a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And it's long term. It is. I mean, a lot of times we're thinking about things that are going to be for the rest of your life. Like this is something like life insurance, like your investments, everything Mm -hmm. is just long term. So you must love the person you're working with. Yeah. Since. And I want to have those relationships. I mean, when the guy told me, he's like, you have a psychology degree. You must like people. And I was like, I do like people. That's why I went and got that degree. I I didn't know what I wanted to do with it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I knew I didn't want to be a counselor, but I do still do some sort of counseling. You know, which is interesting because I didn't want to be like the therapist on the couch, you know, type deal. But this is more like proactiveness. And I like this part of the business. Mm-hmm. Well, you're dealing with a lot of people's goals and dreams. I mean, this is a future that sometimes they don't even know that they're aware of yet. You know, it's really understanding, asking the right questions, mm-hmm. you know, realizing, OK, well, do you want to travel for the rest of your life? Do you want to invest yeah. in your kids education? What is it? So yeah. you can actually get to that piece. Yeah. And so what I've been finding out with millennials, we're not going to retire. You know, we don't Mm -hmm. think about retirement like, oh, when we're 70, we're going to quit working. So I don't talk about retirement with them. I talk about lifestyle planning because essentially it's what type of lifestyle do you want to live at that age? What do you want to be doing? You know, like where are you where are you going to live? Tiny house. (laughs) (laughs) So retirement scares people off. They're like, I'm not going to retire. I don't want to think about that. And so now when we say lifestyle planning. You know, they're just like, oh, oh, okay, that's Mm -hmm. more digestible. Yeah, let me think about what type of life I want to be living when I'm 50 and 60. It's all in the phrasing. (laughs) Exactly. It really is. Well, they have a different mindset when it comes to work. It's not working for the rest of your life. I I know that not retiring, but it's not the work that we're accustomed to or people have been accustomed to where they're actually creating something that works on its own, Mm -hmm. like making those you know, making the dollar bills while you're sleeping is really the goal. Right. Like really having something that's working when you're not there. That's right. And it's just such a different mindset altogether. But mm-hmm. it's definitely something that you want to also incorporate. Hey, are you putting away? Have you yes. decided, you know, where you want to go into the you know, yes. next 20 years? 40 it's strategizing. Years, 50 years. Essentially, yeah. it's just strategizing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't realize that it's all about strategizing. Yeah. It's planning. 
Well, and you had mentioned last time we spoke about being someone that's into philanthropy. Like oh, that yeah. was something in your future. Mm-hmm. And I was so brought back about that. I'm like, you know, it's it's funny to think about your family and the people around you and, you know, but to think outside of that and to actually create something that's actually giving back in a bigger way. Mm-hmm. That was actually what, like, I'm like, all right, Ken, I need her, you know, on the show because I definitely oh, want to talk about yeah. um you know, where you're heading with that. And it's one of my favorite things as far as charity. I've had a lot of nonprofits. Um, I've even thought about turning the show into a nonprofit. We'll yeah. see. Mm-hmm. Now that I said it, we'll have to really see. But where are you heading with that? I know you have some events coming up as well. Yeah, so um, essentially, I just know that with, you know, much responsibility, with much is given comes much responsibility. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> obviously, you know, I would like to be able to have unlimited resources, you know, for myself and my family. But there's other people that don't even know how to get into that position to have unlimited resources. And so, you know, helping them figure that out, you know, giving them platforms. And that's pretty much what I'm on my way to creating for entrepreneurs is platforms where they can see like, OK, this is what I need to do to build relationships with people, to get out there, get my name known and mm-hmm. to let people know what I do so that they can start to see me and know me in a different light. And so um, I've been hosting an event called Connect the Dots, which I think is like perfect. Because Great name. <laughs> it brings everything together, you know. Reminds and me of Domino's. Yeah, Connect the Dots. <laughs> it's every fourth Friday at Michael's uh, Park Central. It's a staple in the community. Been here for 20 or so years. And essentially, we have different entrepreneurs come out and we speak about, you know, what it is that they do their entrepreneurial uh, journey and struggle, because everybody's entrepreneurial journey is going to look different. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not going to be the same. What's for you may not be for me and vice versa. But just talking about, you know, um, failures. Right. (laughs) Because essentially that's what entrepreneurship is about. (laughs) Fail fast. Yes, you know, failures and overcoming those failures and keep pushing on and not letting people discourage you and give up because this lifestyle is not for, you know, everybody. And people will discourage you in a heartbeat because you're like telling them, talking about your struggles. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm struggling in this area. And it's just like, let's go get a job. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's just like, no, I don't want to get a job. But, you know, just trying to figure those things out and having that support of other entrepreneurs that understand that. How many in your group now? Like, how's it? So it's been growing pretty good. I'm on my seventh one. um, And we're getting to about 40, 40 guests each one now. Yeah. And so I'm starting to get some really... uh, popular names here in Phoenix. I'm not from here. So I've just been kind of maneuvering around and getting to know different people. And um, they see what I'm doing and they're just like, yeah, we want to support that, Mm -hmm. you know. And so um, we have our guest coming out um, October 27th, Roy Tatum. He's actually uh, one of a legal shield uh, representative pretty high up in there. And uh, he's an entrepreneur and he talks about conscious capitalism. Mm. You know, and that's going to be his subject topic on October 27th and how we can bring that full circle because people make money, but they forget they need to put money back, <laughs> you know, into the community. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, trying to get them to understand that. And it's really a benefit for them when you think about it. You know, that's what the nonprofits are there for. Right, 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 right. <laughs> You know, like a lot of people want to create a new nonprofit. And it's just like they're already there. Make more money so we can give it to the nonprofit so they can do what they're here to do. Exactly. Is there any nonprofits that you're really aligned with or one of your favorites? Um, When I first got here, I was actually volunteering at St. Vincent de Paul, Mm -hmm. and I was in their food kitchen, and I really like what they do there. I mean, they feed over like 4,000 families, you know, a day. A day, yeah. I do know that, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they feed a lot of families, and um, I just love their model, and I just think it's such a beautiful thing. I brought my kids there. They have a a day, uh, one day a month, I forgot what they call it right now, but you can bring your children there, and they do like different little projects and help pack different lunch sacks and mm-hmm. lunch stuff like that. And so um, I've worked with them. I've worked with some nonprofits in San Diego, uh, Stand Up for Kids. That one's one's for homeless kids, you know. And it's crazy how many kids end up homeless, you know. And I was really an advocate about adoption, mm-hmm. you know, because a lot of people become homeless after they leave the foster system. Right. <laughs> you know, and so I kind of got into that passion of like, oh, my gosh, you know, these kids need families. We need to get into adopting because that's where the homelessness comes from a lot of the times. They age out of the system and nobody wants them and they don't have the resources and the skills to, you know, create a life for themselves, essentially. Well, and then they have to figure it out. Not always the best way 
possible, but the way that works. Yeah. And yeah. that's when I think there's actually a loss of community. Yeah. Because they've actually isolated themselves, figuring it out for themselves versus having, you know, loved ones and family and support. And we take it for granted right. sometimes. That's right. Like, I know my kids. I mean, sometimes I'm like, oh, my gosh, I totally spoiled you. Or, you know, Dad and I <laughs> really spoiled you on that one. Right. But it's really coming back to, you know, making sure that they are giving back to the community. I remember taking... Uh, my kids at a, at a young age to St. Mary's Food Bank. Mm-hmm. And I remember mm-hmm. my son, I think he was like seven or eight. He like looked up and he's like, what are those giant checks for on the wall? And he goes, those are people that are giving back. He's like, I'm going to do that one day. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, wow, that's awesome. Like it having is. that ability to actually see that, mm-hmm. you know, produce something that's giving back. And, and at the end of the day, they told us how much food we provided for how many. And they mm-hmm. were just like, wow. But it takes so much effort. And these food banks and all these nonprofits are out there doing things that are actually making a difference. And it's awesome to see when people are giving back and it doesn't take much and it's not always money that they need. Like you can actually just donate your time Time. and make a difference. Right. And so I always come back to the fact that, you know, we live in a society where we believe in God and I think it's just a natural thing. You know, if you're a true believer to want to make sure that your family is taken care of and to really want to be there and help others to be a servant you know, to serve others or whatnot. And I definitely feel that, you know, I'm all about servitude. And I feel that when you do the right things, you know, the Lord will provide, Mm -hmm. you know, the opportunities will align, the situations will be there. And, you know, we just got to get back into that mindset of thinking about others and not just thinking about ourselves. Yeah, it actually hits you back somehow. It's amazing when you start thinking about others and actually just produces for you too. Mm -hmm. Like There's just this freedom that comes about it. Um, so how do people get um, to your event? Like, is there an on, like, online Yeah, so on Facebook, it's Connect the Dots. Um, I haven't got the website yet. It's just been kind of building slowly um, as it comes. But Connect the Dots on Facebook. Um, that's essentially where we're at right now. You know, getting in contact with me. I create a flyer, and I just post it on there. And I want it to be organic because I want it to be a community of people who really want to build relationships with others, and they really want to start to practice community you know, and practice group economics in a small setting so that they know what that looks like. You know, a lot of people say group economics, but they don't really know what group economics is. And so, you know, kind of starting to see that because if we start to work together, we can start to see the dollars circulating with each other. And they can see that in a smaller scope, obviously, rather than in a bigger spectrum. That's so awesome. Mm -hmm. So do you have a younger generation that's actually joining this or like the small connect the dots? Not yet, in but I definitely want to do that. It's like kind of hard. It's kind of hard getting to the younger generation because I'm like, you guys, you guys are twenty something. You guys need to get this life insurance. It's twenty dollars. <laughs> yeah. You know, get your hundred thousand dollar policy started, and they just don't really see it right now because obviously they don't have kids a lot of the time, and you know they're just living life. You know, I remember when I was twenty one, I was just happy to go hang out. That's right. <laughs> they're like twenty bucks. I can spend that this weekend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, it's kind of hard to get them their thought process thinking about it. But I definitely anybody that I talk to, I'm always telling them to start saving. You know, because I wish somebody would have told me. You know, it's better to start saving now than later. Mm-hmm. Because as we talk to people when they're older and they find out that they need to save a thousand dollars a month rather than two hundred dollars a month, that's a big chunk <laughs> to get to their income goals. You know, like. This is being in the financial services industry has definitely been like an eye opening experience. It changed my whole mindset about how I view money and how I interact with people. And it's just been it's been a crazy ride. But I love it. And I just want to get the information out there to others because I feel that if they knew better, they would do better, obviously. Yeah, I think most people just want the moment, you know, and, and it's funny because I know living in the they moment do. is important, but it's like thinking of that future and what you're living for and creating a future that actually you want to live in is is pretty important. (laughs) It is. It is because a lot of us forget that um, the biggest um, thing in retirement is medical bills. Yeah. Yeah. That's That's a whole topic altogether. (laughs) That's uh, how people go bankrupt. You know, you can save as much money as you want. And if you don't have the proper things in place, you know, as far as medical expenses and things like that, you'll be wiped out, you know? And so getting people to understand that we really do have to plan. Well, and it's funny because that's also something that hits entrepreneurs a lot where it's like, okay, where are you getting your insurance mm-hmm. coverage from? And mm-hmm. how are you going to supply if something big happens? And I mean, I think we've talked about it before, like texting and driving has caused so many issues on the road, yeah. you know, and they're little fender benders. But now you're actually going to see, you know, Dr. Chris because your back's out. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you just texted me. <laughs> <laughs> he must have known. I guess. But it's definitely something that you have to be aware of. And the more you are aware and doing things about it and 
you know, sitting down with you? Is that something that people can do at any time? Yeah. And so my whole thing is like when I'm talking to parents, I'm just like, okay, that's the thing, right? When my kid turns 16, I want to go buy them a car. And I'm just like, but you're not going to get them life insurance? Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> why would you do that? And so kind of trying to get them to understand, like, you don't want to put your kid in a position where, you know, they could die at any time because there's so many fatalities on the road mm-hmm. and they don't have the proper insurance, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, it's really, it's mindset. It really is. That's why I like this marketing money mindset because mm-hmm. it is really about that. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. what are you doing with the money that you're producing? That's right. And definitely the mindset that it takes to produce it all together because if not, what are you planning for? That's right. Like it's it's definitely planning ahead and knowing mm-hmm. where you're heading. Mm-hmm. Um, being an example for others is huge too, and I think that's also part of that giving back. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know mm-hmm. we're heading towards you know the season of giving. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what do you do for the holidays? Like, is it something that you plan ahead with your kids? Are you really conscious about where you're spending money and the whole budgeting? Yeah, I am. So I really don't participate in all the hoopla of like, you know, going out and like doing all this shopping because I mean, I feel like my kids are blessed and I get them pretty much whatever they want at any time. If they're good, right? If they're doing the right thing and they ask me to get a car or they ask for skates. I'm going to get it for them. Wow, you're a good mom. <laughs> but I mean, I'm always only, like, no. That's only if they're doing good. Now, if you have to, you know, be reprimanded and you've been in timeout, and I'm like, you don't really deserve these things. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, kind of get them back into the mindset. Wait, wait, of, just to be clear, we're talking about matchbox cars, not real cars? Yeah, not real okay, cars. Good. Yeah, I'm talking about. I forgot there's seven <laughs> and eight. I'm moving in talking, with I'm talking about hot wheels. I want to be Hot wheels. No, hot wheels. Hot wheels. My kids are going to call me in three minutes. So I want them to be givers. You know, I don't want them to be selfish at all. And I think sometimes when we do the things that we do around Christmas time, it doesn't give the feeling of giving. Right. right? <laughs> They're just like, give me, give me, give me. I want, I want, I want. And like, we're so blessed, a lot of us. And we have so many things at our disposal and really trying to take the time to acknowledge that and pay attention to the people who don't have those things and that need our help. You know, so there's been times for Thanksgiving, you know, I've cooked up some food and you know, took it to some homeless people. I did that my first year here in Arizona, did some lunches and um, made some boxes or whatnot for people. And I want my kids to be a part of that because we have so much. You guys eat good all the time, you know, and there's people who are not eating at all. (laughs) And there's also the awareness of, you know, like the children's hospital. Mm -hmm. I mean, you may be fine financially, but when health is an issue, that's right. There's nothing that I mean, I'm like speechless when it comes to that because there's nothing much that you want to do. Just you want more time with people. Mm -hmm. And those are the moments like having time. And that's one of my favorites. My love language, quality time by far. Mm -hmm. And I would so much rather just be around, play games. We're big game players at the house. Like Mm -hmm. we just my dad's just always taught me that it's like celebration, being together, being together. That is like the biggest gift, Mm -hmm. you know, and mom will always make meals. She's 88 this year and she's just like cooking up a storm. Like I love that. Loves it. Yeah. And that's how she shows love. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things that we take it for granted. But I mean, she puts time and effort into that and so much love into the food. We're just all celebrating it. Those are the moments that I remember. Yeah. Like there's no gift that actually can change that exactly exactly so i do get them gifts don't get me wrong it's not like a bear tree or nothing (laughs) you guys don't get anything this year year. (laughs) but i do get them a couple gifts but i just really try to make it about what we can do for others you know and how can we be of service because i don't want to raise entitled kids that don't know how to be kind to others do you do the uh turkey trot is that in fountain hills still do you know I don't know. Oh, I never heard of that. What is that? So I guess it's like Thursday, Thanksgiving morning. Um, there's like a, I don't even know how many miles, but in, in Fountain Hills, they'll go for the turkey trot. Oh, wow. And um, it's one of those fun things that you can do, like work it off before mm-hmm. you eat. Okay. So um, we might have to do that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's fun stuff. It's, you know, being or like going for a hike. I have a friend of mine who does like the hike every mm-hmm. every Thanksgiving and kind of prepares, you know, mm-hmm. get those calories burned before you start eating. <laughs> start eating. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of calorie heavy. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All that bread and. Fun food. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fun this year. But yeah, doing fun things like that. Definitely creating um, habits. That's right. That's right. Different habits and tradition. I know a lot of people are like, you know, if it's tradition, it must be right. But we know that that's not true. And so sometimes, you know, you have to create your own traditions to be fulfilled with the things that matter to you. Yeah. You know, so. So have you gotten your kids into the mindset of saving yet? Like, I know there's some apps. Yeah, they like to save. They save for their toys. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're just like, I really want this. I'm going to hold on to my money. And sometimes when they're asking me for stuff, I'm like, how much money do you have? Because mm-hmm. they need to think about it. You know, do you really want it? Because I got to spend my money on other stuff. 
Mm-hmm. And I know that you have money. Yeah. <laughs> so do you really want to spend your money? And when they think about it, they'll say, no, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather spend your money Yeah, on pretty it. much. Oh, I got to spend my money? Yeah. Uh, you want it? And then they're just like, well, no, I can wait. I taught my kids, they, my in-laws always get them Amazon gift cards. And as soon as they used to be, we run home, get on the computer, and see what I can get. Mm-hmm. And now I tell them, nope, you got to hold that thing for three weeks. Mm-hmm. And you've got to figure out what you want or need. And I wow. tell you what, now, since I've done that, they a lot of times they will donate part of it. Wow. Because you have a donate thing that yeah, you can do on, on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, okay, well, I only need, I, I want to get these headphones, and I've got $50 on the gift card, but the headphones are $35. they will donate the rest. Wow, where yeah. they donate it to? Is it a choice? Or yeah, is there, it there's there's a different couple different charities oh, and so awesome. forth. Yeah. say donate here. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. That's such a great thing. Yep. So they're getting in the giving and yep. and getting teaching them to be thoughtful. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's kind of like keep the change. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. That's so great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is this something that you're going to continue with them as well as the philanthropy? Maybe yeah. even having like the mini dots connection. Yeah. I'm having a good time with the connections. You need to now. come out. Yeah. You guys should come out to, to connect the dots. For sure. And um, my boy, I mean, my when I first got in, I was like, I'm a lifesaver because I know that when people use this policy, they're going to be glad that they yeah. got it, you know? And so... My son was like, yeah, I want to be a lifesaver, too. Oh, <laughs> so they're going to the business as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's what I want. I mean, that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to have something to link down for them and so that they can continue on the legacy to help others in whatever capacity that they're supposed to be doing that in. And so, um, yeah, I just really want to be able to instill good values and, you know, give them something to work on. Because I just remember coming out of my teenage years and I didn't really have a good direction or plan. You know, and I want them to know, like, hey, you can do a little bit of hanging out, but don't get caught over here just hanging out when there's so much to do, you know, to get accomplished. Yeah, just make sure where you're heading. That's right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Have fun, but know where you're headed. That's right. I guess that's the theme for today. There you go. For sure. (laughs) Know where you're going. Mm -hmm. So as far as reaching you, is it best to do it through Facebook or is it a phone call? Facebook. um, I'm Get Covered with Shasta. You know, you got to get covered (laughs) with Shasta. There you go. Get Covered with Shasta. I got my Connect the Dots. Um, I'm with Ameriprise Financial. My direct line is 602-559-8951. Um, email address is shasta.broadus at ampf.com. And um, it's stress-free. Like, I'm just a fun person. I love my business, you know, and I'm really passionate about it. So I try to just make it, you know, regular conversation. It's just me and you. You know, let's talk about things that get you excited because that's what people like to talk about. You know, that things that get them going. And once they start talking about those things, then, you know, it's easy. All right. Well, perfect. Well, thank you for being on the show today. No, it's a blast. Yeah. I look forward to going to Connect the Dots coming up October 27th. 6 we'll share it. Mm-hmm. We'll share it on our Facebook page. Um, just give. Yes. Yeah. yeah All right. So have a great thank one. We'll you. see thank you guys you so next much. week. Bye.